Welcome to another week of the Base Training Podcast. Um, it's just me and Will today, and I mean me as in Coach Lee. <laughs> so for those of you thinking, who's me? Um, just me and Will today. Um, so as always, we want to quickly tell you where we, you can find us and how you can contact us. We're then going to pause so that you can go and do that and uh, get your emails into us requesting a consult. So myself... You can find me at Lee Carter UK on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also email me at lee at base.training, and I'll be happy to answer any questions that you've got. Will, where can everyone find you? Um, so you can get me on Instagram, coach underscore will underscore strathdee. I'm on Facebook, Will Strathdee, health and fitness coach, and LinkedIn is Will Strathdee, I believe. And Lee, if they want more information on both of us, they can go to www.base.training. He can, Will, they can. They can also email info at base.training if you're not sure which coach you want to work with. So, as always, we're going to be talking about a subject that is quite close to our hearts. Uh, fitness as it is in general Um, but specifically we're going to talk about today why it is that you see a certain type of person in most gyms so most uh, globo gyms so pay-as-you-go type gyms or gyms in general really and health clubs why you see a certain type of person and that certain type of person is usually the already pretty healthy they're in relatively good shape they move okay maybe not perfectly but they move okay they've got a a, quite a good grip of their diet they're usually pretty motivated already um and they're usually not in a state of uh, injury they might be carrying a few niggling pains they just get on with um and they're relatively i suppose stable person is a way to pull it um, is, is that they can maintain motivation for a long time without maybe too much fluctuation in their psychological state. Will, what reasons are there for that? Um, so I would say there's two reasons for that. Um, the first one being those people may not have started that way. They committed themselves to uh, changing their lifestyle and changing their habits to become a fit and healthy person and now fitness is part of their life um so they started they didn't start like that and they they made the change to become like that and the second reason you see those people in the gym is because they enjoy fitness uh, and they're going there to get the most out of their life by staying fit and healthy um and gyms are generally marketed towards those sort of people gyms are marketed towards people that do enjoy it they know they're going to turn up yeah and it's it's kind of interesting is that the the, we call it a globo gym and what we mean by that is um gyms that you can go in use freely there's there's a couple of classes that are run put on by the gym and there's pts that work in there and you can essentially do what you want whenever you want and we i've lost my train of thought (laughs) what was i saying what did you? What was the last thing you say? Sorry. The marketed towards people that are already in shape because they know they're going to turn up. Yeah, and then the business model, isn't it? And and 
that it's, it's ironic because gyms actually don't want those people to turn up. A lot of the big, the big chain gyms, they don't want people to turn up because the more people turn up, the more wear and tear there is on the equipment, um, the more people can get pissed off with the fact that they can't use equipment because it's always being used, it's always too busy, and so on and so on. And the gyms make more money out of, out of that. So they make more money when you don't come to the gym. Their profits actually go up. So go to the gym, <laughs> um, which is kind of ironic it because eventually those gyms shut down because of those reasons. People actually go. But yeah, like, what I've seen a lot of, and I had this conversation yesterday with a kind of mentor of mine, Greg Mack, who's going to be coming on the show um, in a couple of weeks' time, hopefully. Knowledgeable guy. Um, is we had this conversation, and he gave me this kind of case study and this picture of a person that he'd worked with. And it was a 73-year-old woman who had had a label tear in their shoulder and had surgery on it. They had a C-spine fusion from an old like a neck injury, I think it's from like a car crash, something like that. They had a bilateral hip replacement, so that means both of their hips have been replaced. They'd had a bilateral knee replacement, and that is just the musculoskeletal issues. They had low back pain as well. Um, and they also had asthma, diabetes, dyslipidemia, and I think one or two other things. And they asked me this question, is how do you help a person like that? How, how does that person go to the gym without fear of hurting themselves? And how does a coach train that person without fear of hurting them further? And I, I didn't really have an answer for it, <laughs> because it is a very tough question. But the point he was getting at was that it, there is a whole subset of people, and I would say this is the majority of people that are walking around in pain with knee issues, hip issues, shoulder issues, back issues, diabetes, obesity, over fatness, um, asthma, high cholesterol, all of these uh, cardiovascular issues, Crohn's disease, all of these issues that aren't going to the gym because of maybe they might be scared, they might be self-conscious. And it's a shame because those, those people are really the ones that need the help. Like you said, the ones that, are, well, well, we said at the start, the ones that are already there tend to be the personality types that maybe they, they did start in that position, but they've got the difference of the, a personality type that, is quite motivated and they sort it out themselves and they scrape their way through in a bit of a fighter. But actually, the and, the and then they get to a point where they're in a good state of health and they just continue to go. Or they were already there anyway and because it's marketed to people that are already fit, they, they can go there or they're more attracted to it and think, oh, okay, I can go there, I'm already healthy, I know roughly what I'm doing. Why do you think that it is that those people that aren't going, aren't going? Um, so like you said, they're like that fear, uh, almost like they're scared that, I think probably they're scared that they don't quite fit in, um, because they don't, like, it's not very often you see, um, I'm just going to tell it as chronically ill, myriad of things there, chronically ill people in the gym. They're very elusive if they are there. Um, they're very rare. Um, I think it's fear that they don't fit in, uh, like almost embarrassment as well. I feel like people are going to be judging them. 
um, which comes back to it being very backward that gyms are a place to get healthier. Mm. And, and it's typically unhealthy people that aren't there because they feel like they don't fit in. I know I've, I've worked with a couple of people that have come in that position, and I know you have too. What sort of things did you do to help that person get over some of that? Maybe fear or um, anxiety or lack of knowledge or whatever it was. Um, so I think typically a fear for people stems from a lack of confidence or a lack of understanding about what they should be doing. Um, so if they're provided with appropriate uh, fitness routines, appropriate nutrition advice and appropriate lifestyle advice, that fear can dissipate quite quickly because they feel very comfortable with what they're doing. Um, and typically, if you were to get someone who is, like this, this uh, case study lady you had, um, if they were to be thrown in with any generic personal trainer, they would get hurt very quickly. Uh, they wouldn't see many results just because the training they've had doesn't quite, isn't appropriate enough for that person. Mm. It comes back to appropriate prescription again, doesn't it? <laughs> As always, it seems. And I think that there's very few, oh, so that, that's actually quite bad. Uh, what I've seen anyway, there's very few coaches and trainers in this area that I've seen or that I've heard of that do know the appropriate prescription for people. Mm. Mm. Um, it is hard, isn't it? Like if, if, you, if you're a personal trainer that's maybe done your six-week personal level three personal trainers course, again, because I've done it, I've been there, like it is it is daunting when someone comes to you with like that list of problems or that case study and you're like, I have no idea how to help this person. I have no idea where to start. So you go with what you know and it doesn't work. So maybe you go calorie, what's on trend, calorie counting and hit. But this person, like 73, maybe doesn't know how to use a phone. Maybe doesn't have a phone. Right? Doesn't know what a calorie is. And maybe you don't know how to explain it to them. And I suppose the point is that, again, appropriate exercise and appropriate prescription of exercise and lifestyle guidance. Because it might be that that person, all they need to do is, and, and they don't need to spend an hour with you, I suppose before I get into the prescription part, they don't need to spend an hour with you counting reps and exercising them. What actually they might need is a bit of education on nutrition. You might might actually be more worth sitting down with them in the gym that they come to the gym so they get used to being there you sit down with them in a consultation room or on a table outside of the consultation room in the gym area and you talk and you educate them on nutrition and basic health uh, choices so instead of taking the lift have you ever thought about using the stairs that's a common thing to do or a common thing that they might never have thought of it might just be ingrained in them that you take the lift because it's easier and like, as humans we're wired to do the easy stuff so why wouldn't you take the lift I still do sometimes I'm like why have I taken a lift I could have just used the stairs it's better for me or you look at their nutrition or you get them to fill out a nutrition diary and you go okay why are you eating a Mars bar at 10 o'clock at night so I'll get hungry okay well you're not eating anything at a day so do you think if you eat something during the day, you might not be hungry in the evening. 
actually, yeah, it's a good idea. I've never thought about that. So education might be a better route for that person. And that might fix some of the issues that they're facing. And then when it gets to an appropriate time, exercise might is usually the last step. Exercise can then be implemented. And it might not need to be a hit class. It might need to be that you they come to you and instead of sitting there with them whilst they sit on a bike, you go, okay, you go well, you don't need to pay me sixty pounds an hour to watch you sit on a cross trainer for 30 minutes and sit on a bike for 30 minutes go and do that yourself and we might work on corrective exercises like i don't know fixing their shoulders or giving them getting a bit more mobile and teaching them how to exercise essentially so that they can do it themselves what i've seen a lot of and we're leading to there was um like different personality types what do you generally tend to see in the ones that do come to the gym and the ones that don't come to the gym? Um, so people that typically go to the gym, you would, it's hard to say, but you would say typically more extrovert, like being in front of people, almost like a bit showing them type, if they're that sort of person. Um, and they're just more confident. That That's why they're there. Um, and that's why the people... Who we're talking, the group of people that we're talking about, they're chronically ill people, aren't they? Because they're not confident. Mm. Um, and that's usually the biggest difference, is just confidence about themselves. Mm. They're not confident to walk into this room full of fit and healthy people and start to work on themselves. Yeah. One of the things that I like, talked about already is like the self-starters, basically, aren't they? they they're already... As you said, confident enough to go to recognise there's something wrong. Firstly, to say oh, it takes a bit of confidence to go. Actually, there's something not right with my body at the moment. I need to do something about it. That takes a bit of confidence and a bit of motivation because um, it's hard to face up to that fact. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do. Um, but one of the things I, I tend to see with the, like a normal gym is the 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 classes that are offered are usually seen as the, the beginner's entry entry into a gym world. But the classes that are offered are actually quite advanced when it comes to it. They're more than likely hip-based, so high-intensity interval-based, um, or spin classes, or or aerobics-type classes, or what, what's it like? Les Mills-type thing, um, and body pump, uh, where it's high repetition, it's extremely fatiguing, um, and it's very generalised, so that it will hit as many people as possible. But again, the only people that tend to survive those classes, because it is about survival, they're not teaching you to, to thrive in that class, unfortunately. They're teaching you how to survive. And the ones that do survive tend to, again, they're self-select as the fitter. It's the, the only the fit survive type thinking. And the other ones fall by the wayside. They lose motivation. And in the coaching world, it's called dropout. So you, you drop out of going to the gym. When motivation drops, you might get an injury. You might not see progress because at the end of the day, that program just isn't appropriate for you. Um, doesn't mean it's not right. just means it's not appropriate for you. And it's, it's quite frustrating as a coach, unfortunately. As I said, right, cause this, like I said, there's so many people out there that do actually need the help 
um, but they're just not confident enough to do it or they've been let down by the systems available. I suppose what we're trying to say is that there are systems available, you just need to find the right one. <laughs> and uh, there are people out there that can help you. Um, and most of the time, unfortunately, it's not the generic P personal trainer in the gym. Um, the ones that are in the gym generally tend to service people on an hourly basis. So you pay for an hour of their time, and that's all you get. There's no me ongoing mentorship. Um, there's no ongoing coaching outside of the gym. They might say, okay, here's a program that more than likely they just pulled off a template to give to you. Uh, it's not specifically designed for you. And that there are people out there that, that don't do it that way. Um, we are a couple of them. We make sure that we personalize every piece of training, every or every prescription of exercise and nutrition and lifestyle advice to you as an individual 100%. And I did a little story on it the other day about personalizing your nutrition for um, like it was specifically for your activity. So if you maybe you play sport or maybe you um, like I was going out hill walking quite vigorously. <laughs> um, so personalizing your nutrition so that you can thrive during that by taking bloods. Um, so measuring your blood sugar levels to make sure that they're consistent and we maintain consistent blood sugar levels and make sure you're eating at the right time. That is the level of personalization that a coach should be going to if you're paying for personal coaching or personal training. But if you're paying for personal training, you've got to remember that that person you're paying for them to train you for that hour. They're exercising you. And that's what it says on the tin. And that's what you're getting. I think there's a misunderstanding sometimes as what you pay for as to what you get. Um, and it's you're paying for personal exercising. There's someone going to sit with you for an hour, count your reps, and tell you to do a different exercise every five minutes. Whereas what we're saying is that that doesn't really work for most people. Actually, some a long-term coach and a guide and a mentor that can exercise you if it's needed, if it's relevant, that can provide 100% tailored exercise programs, 100% tailored nutrition advice and guidance, um, and 100% lifestyle guidance and advice tailored exactly to what you need and potentially to what you want. I rambled a bit there, didn't I? You <laughs> said it like that the difference between the coach who's there for a long time versus the trainer. That, that's one of the issues with this group of people that we're talking about will, will face is that they'll go see a personal trainer who helps them for that one hour. Let's say they go two or three times a week. So they've been helped for two or three hours a week. Where in reality, that person actually needs help 23 hours a day outside the to see the results they need. And that's what they don't get when they go and pay for a 60-minute PT session. What, what they need is to be told, okay, we need to change this about the diet, maybe you need to go to sleep early, drink this much water, and all this other stuff, which they can't get in the PT. They've been helped for an hour. They need to help 23 hours the rest of the time, every day, yeah. to see the most results. And that's where like, there's this big kind of blur from them 
is they think, if I pay this PT, he'll help me in these, all these other times during the day. No, 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 no. He helps you for 60 minutes. The rest of the stuff you'll have to work out by yourself unless you pay someone to help you with that. And they just don't understand that those people are there that can help them with those things outside of that one hour. Yeah, because it takes a lot of confidence for a coach or for a personal trainer that you might have paid 40, 50 pounds for that hour to sit you down and talk to you about nutrition. Say, okay, this is what we're doing for the... Because you're like... Well, no, I paid for I paid for you to train. I paid for you to exercise me. I think it's understanding and understanding what it is that you need and what it is that you want for what it is that you're going to get. So when you pay a personal trainer to get you fitter, you have to understand that that doesn't necessarily mean exercising you for an hour. But most people, most PTs, will do that because they know that most people won't come back if you, for the first hour, just sit down and talk to them. Yeah, like, well, I, I just pay for have a conversation. There's nothing, there's nothing tangible there. Yeah, they'll get more, theoretically, if, if the knowledge given is correct, they'll get more value from sitting down for an hour. They'll effectively get more value for money. They'll get more knowledge if they talk for an hour than if they train for an hour. Yeah. Get more value from it rather than because the result, they're not going to get enough of a response from that one session to change the rest of their life. Yeah. So they can get one piece of information in that hour that they can implement straight away, which will, can help them for the rest of their life. Mm. And again, this is like why people don't, this group of people typically don't go to the gym. So they think, oh, I'll just go and train for an hour. I've really been doing that before and it didn't do anything. Mm. Where you'd help their nutrition, their sleep, their lifestyle. Yeah. Then they get that unless they sit and talk to someone, and then that's embarrassing for them. Yeah, because ironically, it's, it's the stuff outside of the gym that fixes everything. Right? Yeah, exercise is the it's often the last thing you need to worry about, and the thing that will it will obviously make a difference when it's the right time. Um, but that you have to be doing the stuff outside the gym, and what we're saying is that. Our approach this is sounding a bit like a sales pitch. <laughs> our but fuck it. Our approach is that we're saying that we take care of. We, we focus mostly on the stuff at the hours that, that you spend outside of the gym. So we want to know about your life, about your relationships, um, about the stuff that's going. I always ask the question when we, uh, when we, when I do a consult, um, we I do twenty minutes on lifestyle, twenty minutes on nutrition, twenty minutes on training. Um, and generally the lifestyle and nutrition will take most of the time we'll end up spending like five minutes on their training um, because that is the least relevant a lot of time and the lifestyle stuff always asks the question of like what else is going on in your life that could possibly affect your training and your 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 results that are to come and I had had someone talk to me about like their um their, I think it's their, their son or something having a some mental health issues and it's really getting them down and they're lacking in motivation because of that. You're like, well, I, I need to know that because if when I see your program and you're, you've not filled out the exercises because maybe you've had uh, you've dealt with your son for or your daughter or whatever it is or a relative that you're caring for um, and you've not had the motivation day, maybe you've been upset, maybe it's been quite an emotional day and you haven't felt like it, I need to know that stuff. I don't need to know 100% details, but I need to know what's going on. And I suppose what we're saying is that that, that accounts for most of your, like 75% of your 
program um, and to it being effective. Because uh, you can train all you want, but if you're not doing the stuff outside of it, you can't uh, you can't out train a bad diet. It's the colloquialism that I've heard before. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's out train a bad lifestyle. Exactly, exactly. You can't. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried hard. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, it it worked. I I I, I lie. Uh, it works in the short term. But in the long term, it doesn't. It gets hot. It makes it just makes the long term so much harder to deal with, and so much harder to get anywhere with. I mean, it's a it's a shame. Um, but the subset of people that are out there, I suppose that this is a message to them. There is a way forward, but you just have to find it. Like, you've got to keep you've got to keep looking and. It doesn't necessarily mean if you want to get fitter. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to start with exercise or nutrition or even lifestyle. You may need to go and see a therapist. Like you may yeah. to to understand why it is that you lack motivation, just generally, so that when you figure that out, you go actually I feel more motivated now. Now I'm going to look at my sleep. So you might go and talk to someone that's an expert in sleep. And why aren't I sleeping as much? I feel more motivated to get fitter now. But why aren't I sleeping? Because Will and Lee and De Stefan at base training said sleep is important. Why aren't I doing that? Okay, now that's better. You might, you might be six months down the line at this point, and you'll probably be a fair, in a fair amount of money that you've invested into it. That's what it takes, unfortunately. Because um, if you spend this long getting into a problem, it's going to take a while to get out of it. Um, truly, anyway. The and then eventually, maybe a year down the line, you might have the motivation, you might have a little bit more of energy to get to the gym because you're sleeping and eating better. And now you get to the gym and you enter into uh, you go into it and you think, Oh, the beginner's route is personal trainers, but maybe you don't want to do that yet, so you go for a class because you need a bit more motivation, maybe you need some people around you, which is 100% fine. One of the things that, again, I struggle with is that there's no beginner's class in in most gyms. It's You're straight into a high-intensity-based, um, muscular endurance-based, so high rep and high volume, only the strong will survive-based program. What you don't see is a class where you go in there and you walk on a treadmill for, for, for 10 minutes because that's all you can do. And then you go and um, do some deep breathing exercises or some stretching. You don't see that stuff. So what we're saying is that the beginner's route and the advanced route is a 100% individualized tailored plan. Because otherwise you're putting yourself at a risk of not surviving through that generalized program. And as I said, like surviving is, is what you're gonna be doing. Developing coping mechanisms constantly to to struggle through a class and eventually you will lose motivation because of the psychological toll it will take maybe not feeling like you've achieved anything coming out saying i'm knackered oh that killed me that isn't a that isn't a sustainable approach to fitness that killed me every day well if it's killing you every day mentally then maybe after 10 years of it it might actually do that um, so it needs to be sustainable and tailored and uh, slowly, slowly catchy monkey. 
But I think we've um, done that one to death now. Talked about this to death. Uh, so the, the message is that if you are in that position and you are in that subset of people, which is probably the more um, the greater section of the population, where you're in pain and you're not, you don't know what to do with it. You've not got any motivation. You may be scared. Um, there is a way, and there are people that can help you, and namely a base stop training. So give us a call, or give drop us a message, and um, we'll organise a time to um, consult you for free, and see if we can offer any advice that makes some changes. And, and maybe if it's right, and if only it's right for both parties, i.e., us and you, will we enter into a professional long-term? Um, coaching relationship where we help you manage your fitness and your health and your lifestyle and your nutrition potentially for the rest of your life because gains don't come in this linear fashion they, they don't constantly come for the rest of your life they ebb and flow and they go up and down and they peak and trough and what we're saying is that we would advise you have someone to help you with that just like you'd have a doctor Ideally, with the aim that we teach you how to do that so that you can do it yourself. So we don't want you as a client forever. <laughs> we, want, we want to teach you how to do We want to make you self-sustainable. So give us a call. Um, use that as the first step. Go onto the website, click on one of our pictures, and it'll bring you up to our booking links, and you can book in a 15-minute consult with us over the phone, and we'll see if it's right for you. So... I prattle on, but as always, <laughs> make sure you head to our Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook pages. Subscribe, like, follow, engage with us, comment, um, ask questions, email us, head to the website, read the blogs, listen to the podcast and spread the word with your friends. And we will see you next week. Peace out.